ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Jeff, how the hell are you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, weather's changing here. We're getting into the uh, the fall uh, pay-per-view premium live event season here. Like, it's about to pick up pretty quick. So, uh, November is a busy month for wrestling. We're not too far off from that. And so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm feeling good today. <clears throat> good, man. I'm uh, I'm excited for this one. This will be a pretty good match. Um, the Rock seems to be in the news right now a little bit in the wrestling news. Kind of inserted him back into all of the uh, wrestling conversation, which is, it, you know, we'll talk more about it. But it's just like crazy when you think about someone that like really. I mean, wrestling has like if you're watching football in 20 years, 15 years. You're not going to be like talking about Tom Brady every single week, right? Right. We don't sit. We don't sit here like talking about John Elway. Yeah. Right. right. But, like wrestling, it's like yeah, like and I know Stone Cold came back and wrestled, but like the dude hadn't wrestled in like almost twenty years. Okay. Yep. He never left. Like the Rock's never left. Yet he's been gone for forever. We're going to cover a match twenty three years ago. So. Just crazy to think about, man. Uh, why did you pick mm -hmm. this match? Yeah, this was one of those uh, kind of looking at, you know, bringing back uh, recently. I know NXT had the No Mercy show, which was really good. I know you and I enjoyed that. Um, and uh, just kind of looking at what shows were happening. It's we got some Survivor Series coming up here. So I'm always trying to squeeze in like some different matches, um, you know, just some stuff that I was like, oh, shit, why haven't we talked about that? And this was a, a pretty highly ranked or highly rated match, rather, you know, from the reviewers. And so um, it's just one of those where it's like you know what why not and also like just looking at the name like you said the rock is you know i uh, practically you know it, it's only a matter of time before we get the big match with roman or any of that stuff i feel like every other week kurt angle is given an interview which uh, our time will come i know that and so that's why i enjoy too like the guy i feel like man like he is like busting to get healthy because like he wants to be back in the ring like it's it's crazy and so it's exciting though um and so why not talk about these guys love it all right let's jump into the build oh it's time for the build all right so no mercy 2000 which jeff this is actually also the year that uh the video game came out Ah, yeah. Oh, man. Were you, uh, were you in No Mercy? Isn't that like this? I, I must have missed this. I don't know why. Because, I mean, I feel like I played most of the wrestling video games. But this is like the No Mercy game is like the, the holy grail of, of video wrestling games, right? Yeah, it is. And I and real quick, when they did at the NXT show, like I know I sent you and they they opened with that old yeah. like Nintendo 64. Like, boy, that, that, that production team was top notch that week. That was great. 
Yeah, you got to mix in nostalgia. I mean, you just, you, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like new fans think it's cool because they've never seen it before. And guys like us, our age, just think it's cool as shit. So, yep. Yep. Uh, October 22nd, 2000, we're in Albany, New York at the Pepsi Arena. It's No Mercy 2000. It's did 550,000 buy rates. There's 14, That's just, which is a lot. You know, it tells you how hot that, you know, it's funny. We think like Attitude Era, 97, 98. They were printing money in 2000. I mean, the, the business was really, really humming. Even if you think the, mm. the on-screen product might have been better in 98 or 99, man, 2000, whew, making a yeah. ton of money. And of course, all the money they were making then pales in comparison uh, to now. So let's get into this show. We start off with the Dudley Boys last eliminating right to censor in a Dudley Boys invitation tables match in 12 minutes. The APA and Lita are are going to end in a no contest with Tess and Albert uh, TNA with Trish. That's that's how they brought Trish in, if you remember correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. She was the Tess and Albert uh, manager, and my goodness, when she first debuted, oh my god, yeah. Uh, and she looks the same twenty three years later. So go better. Oh my god. Yeah, right? uh, Jericho is going to defeat X Pac in a ten minute steel cage match. Right to censor, uh, different right to censor, folks, than earlier. This is Steven, Steven Richards and Val Venus. They're going to defeat China and Billy Gunn in a seven-minute tag match. Now, this is probably not what you were expecting me to say. In a no contest, no holds barred uh, match, 10 minutes they went, Stone Cold and Rikishi wrestled. Remember, Rikishi took out Stone Cold in the car accident because they had to write him out with his neck injury. I did not remember this match happening, but yeah, that, that was kind of a miss there. Yeah. Uh, William Regal is going to retain his European championship, defeating naked minion in six minutes. Los conquistadors, uno and dos defeat the Hardy boys in 10 minutes to win the tag team championships. Uh, now Los conquistadors are two guys that have been in the news recently. Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, our semi-main event, Triple H is going to defeat Chris Benoit in 18 minutes. And then the reason we're here, no DQ, WWF championship match. We've got The Rock, who's our champion, wrestling Kurt Angle, who's accompanied by Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. That's all I got, man. How did we get to a no DQ match between Angle and The Rock? Yeah, it's such a weird card when you're talking about that. Like, really it really is. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. But uh yeah, so it, what we got in here, you've got really the 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 co-main events on this one. You had Triple H and Benoit and Kurt Angle in The Rock. Um, and of course The Rock and Kurt Angle being for the WWF uh you know world heavyweight title. It was a no DQ match. And so you got to go back a month prior to this. So there was some stuff before this, but you had Triple H beating Angle. That was also a no DQ match, and you had the Rock actually retaining the championship against Ben. Benoit, The Undertaker, and Kane. You had a fatal four-way match on that one. Um, You then had, as we had, this was the kind of era of this. You had Angle and Benoit then tag teaming to defeat The Rock and Triple H in a match just on SmackDown. Uh, And then a week later, you had Benoit actually helping Angle to defeat Triple H to become the number one contender for 
the title it at no mercy at this show. So because of that, you then had Triple H and Benoit feuding and the commissioner Mick Foley at the time making that match official and then leading into, of course, then Kurt Angle being the number one contender. So him taking on the rock in this no DQ match. And so it was really just kind of how they they set it up in the storylines of this one. Like, you know, they had these guys that were feuding. All right, we're going to go with Triple H and Benoit and then we're going to go with Kurt Angle and the rock. So uh, Kurt Angle, you know, kind of fairly straightforward, like, you know, had a little bit of a feud. We got the tag team. Can they get along? And then you end up with a number one contender match. And here we are. So fairly straightforward on this one, more so than that doesn't really need more than that. Like when you've got especially those names, just go for it. Put them in the ring and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Less is more for sure. Uh, no Mercy 2000, we're at the two-hour and 20-minute mark, season two, episode one. Two-hour, 20-minute mark, No Mercy 2000. Jeff, are you ready? Let's do it. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, here we go. The Rock holding the strap. Staring down Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. No mercy 2000, buddy. Can I just say, too, it's almost jarring, like, the production we get nowadays and how big, like, the I, I'm looking, it's literally, like, like an inflatable projector screen, like, where they're show like, you know, the entrances are being shown on compared to what we have now. It's come such a long way. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it literally was a big-ass projector behind a, a screen. Right. That's it, yeah. Staring each other down. Rock looking great. Angle looking great, too. So it was funny. I I, um, I saw this after I was going through the card. But uh, so Lost Conquistadors, Christian and Edge, right? Mm-hmm. So they, uh, and we're off. And they um, – so they win the tag titles at, here earlier in the show. The following night, the – Hardy boys dressed up as lost conquistadors. They attack Christian and then they beat edge two on one to regain the titles. Okay. Or, you know, remember this is, you know, this is an interesting topic, but like this was the era where we just changed titles more. So I think, you know, there's a clear difference between then and now. And so, you know, where, where do you sit? Because, you know, as we're recording this, you got Gunther, you've got Roman Reigns, You've got these really long tag runs, or I'm sorry, these really long title runs. Yeah, even Seth Rollins now, it's like, I, I don't know when they created that new title, but I mean, we're probably six months-ish, maybe even longer. And, yeah. you know, there, there's, so so you just, what do you prefer? You know, do you yeah, it, <clears throat> long title runs or do you like, uh, you know, what, what we used to have, which I, I'd say was felt like a decade or more of hotshotting the titles? Yeah, it was interesting because I think it kind of folds into because I sent you a picture this week or whatever it was, and it's in the the line on it was, uh, yeah, is there a specific reason why Gunther's reign feels more prestigious than Seth's? Perhaps the level of opponents, matches, age of the title. Um, I think it's I prefer the long title reigns, like just to answer the question right out of the gate. But I think that kind of raises an interesting point here, like. Gunther's going out there and having great matches like with that belt long super long run like I think from the start they probably said you're going to break honky tonk or maybe at least halfway through they said yeah you're going you're going to have this belt for a long time 
I, I think too, like it does, it adds a lot to it when you're just, you've put it on someone that knows what to do with it. Um, you know, I, I, we are still in the, for me, at least like Seth has the, 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 the secondary title. Like he has the title because they didn't know what to do with Roman. So they had to make something else, at least as a recording, Seth has it. And I think that like it does in my brain, that still takes away from it. Now are the, you know, in 20 years if someone's doing this podcast, you know, other than us, you know, and they're having the same conversation, there isn't going to be an asterisk next to Seth's name. So you're not going to remember that, but as we're living in it in the moment, like, you almost have to have Seth with a long reign. So you can say, oh, like he held the belt for a long time. I do think it adds a ton to it, like letting them have it for a long time. Like, like they're not hurting. Like we've said it before, every match doesn't need to be for the title. And there's a lot of matches for the title that don't need to be for a title. Um, and so, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with the long reign. We're tearing up the stage already too here. You know, everything you mentioned, I agree with. I mean, I think this, you know, the Guther thing, I mean, the reality is, is, you know, the Intercontinental title kind of has more cachet than a new made-up world title. Yep. Um, Guther, we've never seen before. Mm. Yep. Seth Rollins, we have. I mean, the Seth Rollins thing, we've just done this before. And yes, I understand he's dressing differently than he did before, but it's the same shit, man. I, I just, I'm, and again, Hell of a worker, you know, great performer. He's going to have a 15 to 20 year run in the company, probably nothing but love for Seth Rollins, but it, it just does nothing for me. You know? Yeah. All his matches are going to be really good. I, I get it. You know? So what? I, I just, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't dislike it, but I'm not like, wow, this is a hell of a run. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the, the the longevity, beating the honky-tonk man, it being something we've never seen before, it being a title that we've seen for a long time, uh, it feeling fresh, um, it, it feeling fresh because we haven't seen the Air Continental title in this prominent of a position in such a long time. Um, the matches have just been absolutely fantastic. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you, know, you take a guy like Chad Gable and it's like, who would have ever thought that Guther and Chad Gable would be an awesome match that you'd be super intrigued about. So I'm looking too. So like we talk about building stars, like while he had a long indie run and presence, like I'm looking at Gunther actually debuted in 2007. They built him into a star. Like yep. from 2019 till now, I had forgot he was the longest reigning uh, UK champion for 870 days. Like we yep. forget about that. And then now like he's the longest intercontinental champion. Like you can't tell me, like, oh, they're not building stars. Like I, I enjoy too. Like it gives me motivation. I, I share that photo of like how Gunther looked to like when he first started in NXT to how he looks now. Like, boy, like, it, you know, people shit on the performance center and we do too, like pumping out like some of the same pe- like product and when it looks like with how they're training everybody. But man, the training, like they're better than an NFL team. They're better than sports teams when it comes to getting people in shape. Like they have built him into a star and continue to. So um, Absolutely. yeah, great. Good match. We're back in the ring at this point here. Like been nonstop so far. While it's no DQ, these guys are kind of wrestling just a standard match at this point. So yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, Angle early in his career still has hair. Um, and you know, <laughs> yeah, and this was kind of the tail end of where The Rock was just you know a, a a great young athlete. I mean, obviously, you know, when when he does wrestle again, which he will, 
it'll it just will look different. He's not going to be moving around quite this fast, and he's just a hell of a lot bigger. Um, so you know, we we talked about that Seth title run. My belief, and 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 my this was my belief at the time, and and certainly is now, is that Seth role of hey, we have a new title, we need to get this title over. Probably mm-hmm. need a really good run because you know the, the guy who we give this title to needs to make this title because we're just creating a world title out of thin air essentially. So it's clearly a secondary title to Roman Reigns. My belief at the time was, why not make that guy Edge? Mm. I I saw Edge winning that title. Okay, and wow, this is cool. What a great story. The you know Edge is you know come back from the neck injury to to reach the top. He's the world champion. Wow, what a great moment. Then you have all the matches with Edge. You know, you do Edge Seth. You do, you know, Edge Logan Paul. You do Edge versus Gunther. You do Edge versus all these guys, you know, that he hasn't wrestled yet. Um, And I think it could have been really, really fun. And then whoever beats Edge most likely a heel, but whoever beats Edge is a made man because now they're a world champ and they beat, you know, an all-time legend. But I think you could have gotten a 6- to 12-month run as champion out of Edge. Ironically, he said, well, my WWE deal was for 10 matches only. Like, they couldn't have said, hey, can we use you for 20 matches and we'll pay you, you know, more or double or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just I just didn't mm-hmm. understand that. Um, I'm in the camp of... Hey, I'm happy for Edge. I, I understand why he went to AEW. Uh, it's it's the creative freedom. It's working with his best friend. It's something new. It's fresh matches. I get all that. Um, yeah. I, I just wish, and I and I think the WWE just did not see anything more in him than yeah. what they used him for. And I just don't get it. I mean, you're telling me there wasn't another Edge Roman match in there. You're telling me you couldn't have done Edge Cody. Um, I just don't, I just don't get it. Um, and I wish they would have used him better. Um, maybe he didn't speak up. Maybe he was difficult to work with. Maybe he was holding firm on the 10 matches. Maybe he took the AEW deal because it was just for too much money, you know, and he couldn't say no. I, I don't know. And I don't think we'll ever know the complete truth. And I don't take what I've heard all at face value. I think there's more to the story than that. And I really do think there was, you know, whether it was creative issues or financial issues, there was something that led him to do this. Anyways, I, I, that's kind of where I stand on it, but I just, I wish yeah. would have, I, I would have put him in that Seth role. And I think that Seth title would mean more had it been edge and, and just some really fresh, great matches. I'm with you. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, he's happy, but at the same time, like, I, I don't like how they rolled it out. Um, I think I, I texted you or, or, or uh, somebody like, you know, it, it, as the show was starting as man, there's 14 matches on the show. I look forward to edge debuting at midnight, like, yeah. and sure enough. Uh, and, and I, I want, it was 11, at least at my time, it was 1157 that edges music hit. Like, it's so it's like, how do you, I get it? Like, you know, for the people there, um, you know, it, it, it's a big deal. It does, but also like you don't, ha- and it was a, a pay-per-view which like 
I think in the last month they've asked us to spend about $200 on pay-per-view, which there's no fucking way I'm doing that. Um, and also to have him debut it, you know, when he did, like, and it, they were, it, it takes away too from, there were some good matches on that card, like Daniel Bryan and or, yeah, Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. wrestled one of the best matches like ever technically. And like, nobody's talking about it, you know, cause it all got lost with the edge stuff late that night. And so that, that that's kind of, and so, yeah, I'm with you. Like, you know, I guess it, we'll see where it goes. Like, you know, we know we're going to get the Edge Christian match at some point. We know we're going to get the reunion at some point. Edge will probably turn heel because um, that's where Christian is right now. Like, yeah, like who knows? Like, um, and I, I think it was you that texted me. Like, <laughs> the best thing you, think you can come up with is he wrestles a dragon for his first match, or, or excuse me, a dinosaur. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, and that, that's where, that's where, you know, AEW. I just think really is lacking is and and I I I don't I don't know what the issue is obviously I my my theory is there's just too much of one person booking mm-hmm. and I, and I just think Tony needs a team and they need to say okay you know Edge debut is really hard to screw up right we've got his music we've got his gimmick the guy's over Seattle just feels like a good audience for him to debut at. Okay. Yep. Like all, all good, right? Like that, that all checks out. So you can't really screw that up because all he has to do is come out and hit a spear. Okay. And he could have come out whenever. And it, it, that, that was just easy. Okay. But, but then you have to sit there and say, okay, if you and I were writing that, right. If we're, if we're writing this, this thing, we say, okay, what, what comes next? Well, next we probably need him to cut a promo on 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 Wednesday night and 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 say why he's back. And yeah. I would argue, Jeff, that would have been a lot better than oh, let's do a media scrum with eight writers in a in a ballroom afterwards. Yeah. Why, why would you do it then? Nobody was watching that. Oh, it's people, one in the morning. There's yeah. There's only a hundred thousand people that ordered the pay per view, and then some of them said, "Hey, it's one o'clock in the fucking morning, so I'm going to sleep." Right? Or I don't even know there is a media scrub. So you got like fifteen thousand people watching Edge say, "Well, here's why I'm here, and here's how long I signed for." And why would you do that there, Jeff? Wouldn't you say, "Hey, we're not going to say shit." Edge is going to open his mouth for the first time in AEW and explain why he's here, what his mission statement is, Wednesday night on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. That right there is a million times better. Okay. Then we say, well, we have a Tuesday Dynamite coming up. And gosh, wouldn't it be nice if he debuted there? That way we're able to um, we're able to capitalize on his debut on a Tuesday night, blah, blah, blah. Okay. No problem there. But Jeff, wouldn't you say, hey, who should he wrestle and how do we get there? Well, we want him to wrestle Luchasaurus. Uh, okay, fine. Should Luchasaurus come out and challenge him on uh, during his promo? Should Edge say, I, I have an open challenge to anyone on next week's Dynamite? Uh, and, or, hey, Luchasaurus, you know, you got in my way when I debuted and you're Christian's boy. So guess what? It's me and you. Anything's mm. better. You know, anything's better than what, you know what they did though. And I don't know if you watched it. I did. So after they have this show, you know, Tony Khan, the the money mark who's blowing dad's money on, on this little project and, and just paid Edge a fucking fortune to get him to jump. You know what he says? 
Ed, 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 I'm so happy. To, I'm such a big fan. I'm so happy to have you here. And Tuesday night, next Tuesday on a special Dynamite, you're going to be wrestling Luchasaurus. That's Real your special. Build. That's Real your special. So yeah. It's, it's the, it, you know, we know this is all a work. We know it's fake. We know Tony, you know, sets the matches. So that's your, that's your quote unquote story to get there is the owner of the company is just blurting it out right there while he's sitting next to the guy. No build makes no sense. It was so stupid. And it's funny because I, I got on the, you know, I, 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 I tweeted something out and I said, you know, this is why AEW has a hundred thousand of the same people buying all their pay-per-views. And there's another 25,000 if Punk comes back or guys like you and I decide we want to spend $50 on a show, might order it and you get the 125, right? That's kind of your window. You're not getting more than that. You're not getting less than that. Why can't they grow the audience? Because of stuff like this. You need you need the story to be more intriguing. I, I, I love that. She's one of my favorite ever. I'm I'm kind of going to tune in, but I'm not going to go out of my way to spend fifty because there's there's just not enough story there. There's not enough, nothing compelling enough. And I said that, of course, you know, someone. It, it, and this just shows you how angry people are on on Twitter, and and I feel bad for these people. But it's like, oh, nice business advice from someone that has twenty five. Well, so I don't know anything about business because I don't have a big following on Twitter. Like, right. <laughs> such fucking morons, but. Anyways, we got a good match going here. We've got Stephanie trying to help Angle with the belt. You had the uh, Angle tapping out, but the ref not seeing it because of the distraction from Stephanie. And then they're like I said, it's no DQ, but they're wrestling way more of just a match. And like we had a missed moonsault from Angle. There's a huge suplex there uh, from the Rock, and so yeah, there, there's a lot happening on this one. Um, and Rock setting up the rock bottom, but here comes. no DQ so Stephanie could keep interfering, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what it boils down to. It's yeah, it's not like they're brawling all over and using a bunch of weapons or anything. Oh my goodness, here we go! Something you could not do anymore. Uh, Stephanie just takes a rock bottom. Great too. Oh yeah. Well, and on the flip too, how how they brought Edge out here. Um, like in as of recording we're not sure what they're doing but boy they have rolled out whatever they're calling her jade cargrill better than anyone they have in the last couple of years like they are they are they are building her up oh yeah here comes the rock bottom to stuff they're building her up to be a mega star which i love and i think that's like and of course oh she wasn't great in aew like Boy, she a or but WWE is putting the rocket behind her like, and it, here we go. Like, it's a great time. You got Triple H coming out to the ring now too. Here, like, I, I'm excited for what they're gonna do with her and what we're gonna see. So that should be great. So yeah, Triple H. Did oh, go ahead. Catch the Rock on Pat McAfee. I did not. No. So, so go back. You know, it's it's on iTunes. It's on the Pat McAfee show. And they'll, they have the timestamp of when the interview is. So just search like McAfee Rock on um, on on iTunes, your on your podcast app. Yeah, yeah. It'll it, the episode will pop up and the timestamps right there. The interview was incredible, um, and you know that was the one where he even got into uh, what happened with you know basically. Nick Khan, Vince, they fly out to LA. They set up Rock Roman at uh 39. Yep. The whole and I think this was January of the year prior. 
So 15 months prior. They had it all set up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, You know, I think just some, some things changed. I don't know if the Cody thing changed it. I don't know. I don't know what changed it. I don't know if it was rock schedule. Um, He said he can make the time. He just wants whatever they do to be epic. And I, I don't know if that means, Hey, you know, when I come back, I want to come back as a surprise at rumble work that show and work WrestleMania and maybe work the pay-per-view in between. I like, I don't know what, I don't know what that means, but it just sounds like, Hey, I want to do more than a match. I want to do something really memorable and really, really exciting. So that'll, I mean, when that happens and it, and it will happen and I don't know if it'll be, I'd assume it's rock Roman, but whatever we end up with will really be special, man. It, it'll, it'll be awesome. Um, I, I can't wait, but you know, you think now with this new UFC deal, um, WrestleMania 40 is just going to be massive. I mean, this, this could be the year they pull the trigger on it, but I wouldn't be shocked if you got, uh, rocket rumble, right. And, yep. and you know, that was your, that was your build. Um, and, and he really committed to a nice run there, but it'll be interesting. I mean, I, you know, my, my belief is if you have the rock, you have to use them, um, and, you know, the reality is, is you know, I, it's funny. It's like, I, I do think that Cody's the guy, you know, I, th- I do. But it doesn't have to be at WrestleMania. There's no reason why, you know, in front of 50,000 at SummerSlam, Cody can't finally get his moment. So if you have The Rock, you use him at WrestleMania and you make a big deal about it, right? I, uh Hey, Rikishi's walking out here too now get, to get involved in the match. I, yeah. I I I have probably the unpopular opinion on this one. I don't think they know what they're doing with Cody right now. I oh, think yeah. that I I think you know he had the uh, uh, the run with Brock, which he didn't really need. Um, that wasn't that great. I know at Fastlane, you know, he had the tag match, which Judgment Day, which like I, I don't think he signed to come be in a tag match with Jay Uso against the Judgment Day. I just don't. I, like I and I don't think they fully know, and I think it's because Cena came back, The Rock came back. Like, who could have predicted that in 2023 that Cena and The Rock are going to end up, you know, having matches, and Cena's going to help put over LA Knight in a tag match? Like, but also like you know they'd split up the Usos, and now that's that whole thing. So Rock gets a rock bottom, but can't get the pin. Um, yeah, so I think that it's just like, I, I don't know, like, and I'm with you. It doesn't need to be at mania. Like they're talking, they keep talking about finishing the story, but man, it's going to be a long story at this point because we are not that far away. When you think about it, we, we are not that many pay-per-views away from a WrestleMania here. And I just don't know if they know what they're going to do. You know, it, this, I feel like it's a punk thing almost of like, is like, he's not going to be the, the co-main event. But he is going to be the co-main event. Like, you know, I just don't know. So, yeah, it's hard. It's, you know, it's interesting. It's like, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to fantasy book Rock and Roman because it's like, I mean, is there is there any, wow, angle slam on Rikishi. Man, the power. Is, there, is there any scenario where the Rock beats Roman and ends this whole reign? No, <laughs> no. Absolutely not. But and at this point, is it we go. Angle with the slam. Yep. 
Uh, short answer, no, there isn't. And also at this point, I think with how the Reigns has story has played out, he doesn't need The Rock, but we're getting it anyways. I think there was a time when he would have needed to have this match against The Rock, but he doesn't need it right now. But they'll tell the story. Yeah, I just I, I just wonder, is there any is there any value in The Rock ending the whole Roman Reigns thing? We'll find out, but I, I I don't think so. Mark, you know, yell at me, internet, but I just don't. I don't think he's needed. The I, I'd say the only scenario that comes to mind initially is if you said Rock Rock ends it. He's committed to you know do a handful of matches between now and SummerSlam, and we're gonna have Cody be the one to beat the Rock. Yeah. And there's a story to be told of mutual respect and, um, you know, generation, you know, my father, your father. Yeah. Like, there actually could be that. But, but again, you, you'd need a, you know, you'd need a, a six month commitment from the rock to at least work, you know, a couple pay-per-views and a couple TVs. So it's some, you know, it's some, it, it'd be interesting. So, all right, let's get to the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. Yeah, inter interesting match. What would you think? Yeah, I thought so you got now to Rikishi like getting beat up like costing the rock and you know, I so I think it was I didn't I, this could have been a match on its own without the need, no DQ stuff. Like I, well, I understand why you said they did the no DQ because they had Stephanie get involved. They had Triple H come out. They had all kinds of Rikishi's out there now, but also like we've seen matches that are, aren't no DQ where people come out and then they don't give it a DQ finish. And so um, I think it, it almost undersells these two that they could have gone. It was a good match, but I also think they could have gone out without that stipulation and put on a great match if you let them. I agree. I think the stipulation hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you know, and getting so many people involved, it's just, it's really weird. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It was still good. I really enjoyed it. What were the uh, write-ups? So, well, we got to get in the aftermath first, man. So, um, yeah, this one, uh, you had the, uh, it was actually the next night, Rikishi apologizing to The Rock for costing him the championship against Angle. Pretty much how it played out is you ended up with a match at Survivor Series against Rikishi and, or Rikishi and The Rock, which The Rock won on that one. And, and so, that whole thing just kind of didn't have any steam, did it? You know, the no. And it was, stuff. and it was revealed throughout that, that like, you know, the, you know, yeah, the, um, the rock gave Rikishi the keys to run down Austin. It, like you said, it's survivor series to cover for the neck. And so, yeah, it was just a whole thing. And so, um, but they ended up having a match. Like I said, at survivor series angle on the other hand, uh, while he had, it was, a um, he actually taking on Austin at this point for a little bit too. And so um, there was a little bit there again, it, it was all really playing into that kind of the angle and Austin leaving and stuff like that. And so um, I kind of get into that. So, but eventually um, angle, you had him taking on, uh, taking on the undertaker um, after undertaker became the number one contender um, at survivor series which angle ended up winning that match which i forgot with the help of his brother eric so uh yeah i forgot about that but yeah write-ups on this one uh pwi kurt was 13 in 2000 rock was number two 
the torch on this one, they gave it four and a quarter stars. Um, the observer newsletter on this one, this was uh, the top match of the night um, as well. Uh, again, but just kind of writing up on the match on this one, the angle did the Olympic slam first on Rikishi, which uh, was a huge guy to do it to then to the rock and scored the pin to win the title for a big face pop four and a quarter as well too. So two, four and a quarters on this one. Where are you giving it Tom? Man, I, I I just didn't see it that high. Um, you know, to me, I, I'll give this a a six. Yeah, uh, it was it was fine. I, I just I thought that it was too gimmicky. I sometimes like I love the interference and it's just it's kind of wild and it's it's a fun car crash. This one just didn't do it for me. I I, I think that straight match would have been better. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Just didn't didn't love it. Uh, I'm at a seven because the match was so good, even with the stipulation. But I think this, like we said, this is one of the few times or maybe a lot, you know, numerous times, whatever you want to say, uh, that the, the stipulation took away from the match. And yeah. so, uh, let him go out there. Fine. Let Stephanie, you know, she could be at ringside and she could still slide him the belt and hide it. And like, you know, Earl Hebner can play stupid and you know, that's that. And so, um, yeah, I, I just think th- there was a lot of potential. They put on a good match despite the stipulation. So um, really good stuff, though. So but only a seven. But um, of course, I want to remind everybody, make sure you're checking out manscaped.com using that code payoff. We're getting you 20% off and free shipping, all kinds of good stuff. Holidays are coming up, so it's time to start ordering that good gift stuff. And so uh, make sure you're getting that taken care of using our code payoff. Um, and then, yeah, of course, called there in lab as well too. 20% off using the code payoff there as well too. all kinds of men's men's gear, men's wear, men's shaping, whatever you need. We got you covered. They have you covered just put in if you're buying something in a store just use the code payoff you're probably going to get a discount somewhere so just make sure you're using it and you're getting that for yourself so um with that yeah that's all i got we're going back a little bit further next week though i'm excited for next week me too yeah it'll be it'll be a lot of fun uh 1995 so all right man as always uh we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of the payoff